Hello everyone, this is episode 736 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, September 4th, 2020. I'm your host, Mark Nez, and today I'll be talking about Giraffe and Annika, Deadly Days, Hardy Hard 2, The Coma 2, Vicious Sisters, and the movie The Wizard. It's a, it's a movie. You may have heard of it. It's called The Wizard. It's about like video games and stuff. And you know, there was like, oh my god, this is Super Mario Brothers 3. And I was three years old when it came out, so I didn't see it when it originally came out. But I just saw it for the first time, and not to waste time and make you wait until the end, I fucking hated The Wizard. I thought it was a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. It feels like a movie you had to be there for, but even if you were there for it, I don't know how you could like it. It is just... (laughs) It's... If we consider it a video game movie in the same vein as stuff based on video games like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, etc., it is quite possibly the worst video game movie I've ever seen. I hate it. It's one of the most hated movies I've seen in years, just in general. But its only real competition amongst video game movies is probably Mortal Kombat Annihilation because I think any other movie has at least some element I enjoy, whether it's so bad it's good or maybe the cinematography or that has some nice action sequences. Like, There's no part of The Wizard I liked, but I think I probably enjoyed The Sands of Time or whatever the hell. What's it called, The Sands of Time? The Prince of Persia movie? Whatever. I'm sure I like that more. Though I think that's an okay movie with some casting issues, and it has its issues as well, but like Assassin's Creed... That is a bad movie, but I like that more than The Wizard. Street Fighter, the Chung Lee story, or whatever it's actually called, is a really bad movie, but what is it? Chris Klein? Or the lacrosse dude from American Pie, he is so weird in that movie that it is entertaining to watch his weird acting choices in that not good movie. And Double Dragon is just so stupid that I can like parts of it. Same goes for Super Mario Brothers, which is so weird and does things that you're like, how, what? This is a Mario Brothers movie? Okay. You're like, this is like Total Recall, the, the Mario Brothers version. But The Wizard is just terrible. I hate everyone in it. I don't like, I just, it was an absolute nightmare getting through that movie. And then I rewatched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for the, not not the first time, for the second time in like two weeks. And I still, I just, I don't like it. And I'm in the weird camp of people who like, dude, where's my car? But not Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I feel like there's not many people who fall in that camp. Like if you like, dude, where's my car? You probably like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is the smarter, more clever version of that kind of stupid stoner comedy thing and dude where's my car is just stupid stupid but i appreciate the stupid 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 nature of dude where's my car i just i like it for how relentlessly stupid and ridiculous and nonsensical it is but uh yeah enough about that i think though i already went off on a slight tangent talking about more than i was expecting with the wizard i think this is going to be a short show there's nothing To talk about news-wise, at least for me, the NVIDIA event happened, and I did watch it, but I'm not into PC gaming, and at least in terms of hardware, I don't mess around with that at all. All I ever do is upgrade RAM if 
my PC can handle more and doesn't have the Max already, that's what I'll do because that's super easy. And I'm sure changing out graphics cards and all that is really, really easy in the grand scheme of things. But I've never done it. I'm pretty sure, too, that you have to make sure that your motherboard or whatever is able to handle the graphics card. And I'm sure, like, I am just somebody who is way more software focused. And when it comes to getting new PC hardware, I will just get a pre-built PC, likely from iBuyPower, because I've gotten two, my last two PCs, my desktops were from iBuyPower, and I've had nothing but great experiences with them. So, yeah, I'm not going to be upgrading or anything, but the people who I know who are into PC gaming are all really excited. They are excited about the power of these new graphics cards and also the price. I think everyone was surprised by how relatively cheap they are. And the only thing that I kept noticing, like, man, we were talking about, what, 12 flops, 12 teraflops with the Series X and, what is it, 10 with the PlayStation? I, all I know is that these these graphics cards have so many more flops and they have all these different types of flops. It's like, we've got 38 this types of flops. We have like 182 shader flops. We got 256 foliage flops. I'm like, what is going on? There's so many flops. I don't understand anything. And yeah, I still have a 1060 and I'm fine with that because I just don't play a lot of PC games. So I'm not like, I don't really need that. I, I don't think, I think what would help me is CPU, RAM is okay, but I, I'd always like to have more wiggle room with RAM because I do a lot of video editing, photo editing, and just stuff all at the same time. And I definitely max out my memory more frequently than I think most people do, not playing games. So I, I wouldn't be against having a system that I could have more RAM in, and the CPU, I think, would help. I think the CPU is what is most essential when rendering out videos. So that would be helpful as well. But yeah, they had some nice demos. That marble game thing, tech demo, which I'd love to play because I like games where you're moving around a ball in little spaces. It just looks so damn good. It basically looks like a real video. It looks lifelike, which is easy to pull off when you're not dealing with humans or anything. It's just a ball and a desktop and stuff. But it, it looked amazing. And yeah. There's reasons to be excited if you're into PC gaming, but I am not, except recently just because I'd love to be able to play Flight Simulator with the absolute best visuals possible, but I am okay with what I've got. I'm not going to spend a fortune just for one game, and so yeah, that is it for all the news and blah, blah, blah. Let's just get to what I've been playing. And what I've been playing, let's start it off with Giraffe and Annika, which I've been playing on the Switch. It is on Xbox One, but I'm pretty sure it's a completely different publisher on Xbox One because I I could be getting this wrong. I got a code for the game, and I think it was from NIS America, and they don't publish anything on xbox one and all i know is that when i got the options here you can get a code for this system or this system the xbox wasn't mentioned so when i saw it pop up on xbox i was surprised but i've been playing it on the switch and first and foremost i only played it in handheld mode it doesn't look that great 
but I mean, that's just kind of like a switch thing. There's not a lot of detail in all this stuff, and it it, it just looks like it kind of looks like a phone game or a phone equivalent game at this point. It's probably even not as good as phone games because I don't really pay attention. But it's just it's a lot of flat textures, and it just doesn't look that great when I when I boot it up. I'm like, oh, this does not look like a game from this gen per se. But the the real problem with the game is that. There just isn't anything to do, and what you do do, I said do do, isn't really that fun. So you start off as this girl with like cat ears and tail, and you go to this house. You have to find the way to get into your house, and it's hidden in a chest. So the key is hidden in a chest behind your house, and you get in, blah, blah, blah. You just are trying to get accustomed to the way everything works, and you are in this house, in this forested area that you might think is maybe pretty big and has stuff to explore but it's not super big and it's not super interesting and you immediately run into this person who says hey come to this this dungeon at night and you go to this dungeon and when you get in the dungeon you can't do anything you just have to wander around until you get to this castle or whatever to have this boss fight but when you are making your way through this area you will run into these like ghosts who can attack you, but you can't attack them. You have no weapon, no way of defending yourself. You just have to avoid them as best you can. And there are these glowing blue rocks all over the place that if you stand by them, you'll recover health. So it's just this game of avoidance and healing yourself back up if you've taken a little bit of damage. If you fall in the water, you take damage. So I maybe it's broken or something, but when I was in the water... Even if I'd surface up and have my head above water, I'd still be taking damage. So, I don't know if it's supposed to be poison. What was going on there? I don't know. But I died a few times because I ended up in water and just like, okay, that's that's weird. I don't get that. I don't like that either. But when you get to the boss fight, to the dungeon conclusion of the castle, whatever it is, you end up having this rhythm-based fight where you are in the middle of the screen and the boss is throwing orbs in two directions, on either your left side or your right side. And then you have to push the left analog stick to move your character to one side or the other and then press a button to hit it as the orb hits the the spot on the, the ground. And with some orbs, you have to hold it down. And it was just not fun. It wasn't a fun experience doing that. I didn't like that aspect. Like... Everything about this game just isn't any fun or interesting. I was really excited about it because I saw the game and just saw screenshots of it. I'm like, oh man, this looks super pleasant and potentially really delightful. What is it about? What am I going to be doing in it? I I can't wait to explore this world. And then I realized there's just nothing to do in it, nothing to explore really. And it... Also, doesn't just look that great on the Switch. It, it's fine. It runs well and all that. And I was playing it in handheld mode. Maybe it looks better docked. But playing it in handheld mode, I'm like, eh, it, it looks fine. But it just eh, wasn't. It just it is a bummer. Because I was excited about it. Because it, it looks like a game that is dripping with charm. And it just has got nothing going for it. At least for, at least for me. I, I mean, you could potentially enjoy those rhythm-based fights. But... The fact that getting to them 
And this may not be the case for future areas, dungeons, places that you explore. Maybe you'll have other ways of defending yourself or, or, or whatnot. But the fact that I had to explore this a sizable dungeon space, this forest, by just avoiding everything was really annoying. I was just like, why am I doing this? This is, why can't I have some way to defend myself? Anyway, that just like can knock them back. Even if it's just something where it's like, I, I don't know, I throw some sand in the ghost's face and it stuns them instead of just like, oh, I'm just going to run away. Don't touch me, ghost. And then I played, <laughs> that, that's Drafanalica. That's all I've got to say about it. Then I feel like my mouth is super dry right now, which is going to be great. But Deadly Days is another game I played, also on Switch. And this is a survival roguelite thing where you are taking care or you have this little camp and there's a zombie invasion. It's not a zombie invasion. It's like infected or something. I don't know. Somebody took some shit to a burger joint and I think it's just the chain of burger joints and put shit in the burgers and now people who have eaten the burgers are all crazy zombies essentially. And you have your base of operations and start off with two characters every time and you know they can die and you start all over. But the way it works is that you are constantly going out on scavenging runs to get materials that you can use to craft weapons and items to get food so that your characters will not starve to death, to potentially and hopefully find more characters that will help you in your future ventures into the wild, into the city, and weapons and other stuff like that. And I really want to like it, but it feels like a mobile game, and it feels like a mobile game in all the worst ways, in that the way it works is that you don't have direct control over these characters. You're basically just treating it like a RTS where you are picking points on the map and just clicking and saying, here, go here, and then they'll attack on their own. You can tell them to specifically shoot in this direction or that direction, but for the most part, they'll just attack on their own and, and do their own things. If you want them to loot something, you just click it and they'll loot on their own. And the problem with it for me is that when you are looting these places and going into these environments... I think it's around a minute and a half, maybe even less. I don't know. It felt like less, but at max minute and a half before night comes. And when night comes, that is when more zombies come and they're angrier and more violent and more difficult to deal with. And it just felt like there wasn't really much time to mess around in these environments. And it felt like they're trying to make these scavenging missions way more bite size something that you just go in and get out real quick and i guess i understand that with something like the switch where it's a portable also machine and i, I was playing in handle mobile just like even if i was playing mobile i'm like give me a little breathing room to just explore this space and and whatnot but it's just like i feel like every time i get to an area and want to loot i have to turn around and get to my school bus and head back Almost immediately after getting it, it's just like, I can't explore the entire space. I can't do, like, sure, you might be saying, or they'll probably say, you know, it's a risk-reward system. You get in there, you can only do so much, and then night comes, and then you have to say, well, do I want to risk it and potentially get some more loot and some better stuff, or do I want to get out of here and be safe? 
And to me, I don't know, I wish the risk reward was more so in the the stats of an area because you also see like, okay, there is level three loot here, there is level two danger here, and the size of the area is level four or whatever. I think it's like out of five that you have these little blips. And I wish it was more so focused around those stats as opposed to just making it a pain in the ass once night comes and having night come super fast all the time. But yeah, it just made it super unenjoyable for me to deal with. And I, I stopped playing after maybe like a half hour. Just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like this. And yeah, that, that, that is again, deadly days on the switch and I believe PC as well. I'm not sure about anywhere else. And then party hard Two came out on PC a while ago, I don't remember. It might have been last year, and I did talk about it when it originally came out on PC. But I got a code for the Xbox One version, which I didn't know was in the works and didn't know was coming out, and it is out now. I th- I think it's out now. I don't know, but I've been playing some of that, and it's still a, a good amount of fun. The first game has been out on Xbox One for a good long time, and if you're wondering what Party Hard Two is, it's the the, the first game I think was pixel based, but after paying more attention to the visuals in Party Hard 2, I think it's very, very, very tiny, detailed, voxel-based art. And it looks really good compared to the first game. It's got a lot of depth to it because of the lighting and all that, which just adds so much to it. In the same vein as something like Octopath Traveler that just makes this more pixel or voxel aesthetic really pop, it looks really, really good. I love the look of party hard too but you go into these areas and you have a few tasks one of them usually after like the first one is just like okay if you don't want to do the more intricate tasks and the the more specific things you can just kill everyone on the map and that'll count as a completion but then you'll also have the real objectives where it's like okay kill four drug dealers destroy this piece of equipment kill these people and maybe do something with this other piece of equipment or whatever. And it's a really fun game to just try and mess around with. If the cops come, you're pretty much screwed. You have to make sure you're doing stuff out of the line of sight of other people. Otherwise, they will call the cops. But if somebody just finds a dead body, they're not going to be like, I know who it was. They'll just be like, there's a dead body. And the cops will be like, I don't know. They'll they'll usually arrest somebody else. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. I got away with murder. And it's a fun kind of really small scale version of a hitman type of game where you have your goals and you could go about them in a handful of ways you can set traps you can try and just be super murderous and you could maybe get another character to attack someone for you by setting things up that way i will say though it it doesn't seem like the room for creativity is as varied as i would like but i do enjoy just playing around in the world and seeing what I can do and what will work, what won't work. If you see a maid who is often sleeping, don't attack her because she is invulnerable, it seems, and she just likes to beat the shit out of you. She won't kill you, so you won't have to start the level over, but she will beat the shit out of you. And the only thing that's probably a little bit of a bummer, but I I guess, you know, you're not going to have checkpoints, but maybe it would be nice to have on, like, if you play the easiest difficulty or use the character who is super easy but you don't unlock achievements with, if you could save in the middle of a game or the middle of a level, even though 
no level is probably going to take you over 10 minutes. But I, I think like the max for me was around eight minutes, but it does suck when you are so close to getting all your objectives and then you do something stupid right before you're about to finish and you get caught by the cops or whatever and you have to start all over. That's a little bit of a bummer, but I think Party Hard 2 is a, a fun game and if you do like the idea of a more bite-sized version of Hitman or something along those lines, it's definitely worth checking out. And then the Coma 2 Vicious Sisters, I played a few months ago on PlayStation 4. I, I can't remember exactly when it came out, but when it came out on PlayStation 4, I played it and talked about it then. But now it's on Xbox One and it is a Play Anywhere tile, so it's available. Like if you buy it, you can play it on your Xbox One or your PC. And I just realized I guess this is the case for all Play Anywhere titles, and I I didn't know, that they don't exist in your Game Pass library. So those games, you'd have to download from the Microsoft Store. Or I guess you could just go to the, the, the website, the Microsoft website, and download it there or have it installed. But I think it'll just open up the, the Microsoft Store. But it doesn't add the game to your own games in the Game Pass app, which I guess makes sense but it seems weird to have these two separate storefronts because i've purchased games that are part of pc game pass or we're gonna leave pc game pass or we're part of pc game pass and i'm just like i would like to own this like i bought because i just want to support them and be like yes xbox everything i bought yakuza zero on pc because it was on sale i'm like okay sure i'll pay 13 bucks to have another copy of this even though I'm not going to play this one probably anytime soon, except for when I want to get a second set of achievements. And games like that are in the Game Pass app. But something like this, this Play Anywhere title, is only available in the Microsoft Store. which is It just seems weird. I would like unification for the games I own that are Xbox games and have achievements and all that jazz and are just Xbox games. Because I, I don't think every game in the Game Pass app has its own set of achievements if that is the case i can understand that if these are like these are pc versions no plan your title is in here but i feel like but no that's not right i don't i feel like the first ori game or in the blind forest is a play anywhere game actually no i don't never mind i think it is a separate purchase it just shares the the same achievements which is real shitty so i don't know i guess that's the the differentiation play anywhere it's going to be on the microsoft store if it's a separate purchase it's separate entity then it'll be in the game pass app anyway the coma 2 vicious sister is a 2d survival horror game and it's it's pretty good it's not super scary but it looks great and it plays well i I was playing a fair amount of it on xbox and got through about i don't know an hour and a half of it and it Ran well, no issues there. And if you do care, the the first game, the Coma, I think it's the Coma Recut Edition or something along those lines, that is available on Xbox One as well, so you can get the full story. But I, I don't think it's any kind of continuation. I don't think you need to play the first one. But I really like the look of the game. It does a decent job with the atmosphere and all that. It's a, it's a solid little 2D side-scrolling survival horror game. You're going around doing these little tasks to, to get in areas. Oh, there's a door that's locked. You gotta find the key card. Oh, wait, the, the door's not powered. You gotta go power it on. Okay, I found the generator. Turn the generator on. Okay, I've run into this place. Oh, here's some other people who might help me, but I need to go get this for them. It's, you know, basic stuff, but it's done well, 
and it looks great. So there's that. And if you're like me and, and more of a baby when it comes to scary games, it's a much more manageable one and one that you can get through if you're somebody who's like, I, I want to play these types of games, but I'm too often scared to play these games. So I want one that's a little bit easier to get through. The, the Coma 2 Vicious Sisters is definitely worth checking out. Anyway, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sauces. The site is, of course, pixelatedsauces.com, where you can find this podcast, Attack the Backlog, and Unamazingly Baka, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also find the art I make on the site, and if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye!